Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. Hi there, this is Patrick Timpone, and this is OneRadioNetwork.com. It is the um, 17th of June, and uh, Friday, our phone lines are open, and I didn't check them. I'll check real quick. Our phone lines are open and maybe working. It's always good to check because out here in the country, we do things really silly. We just do things. Sometimes they just triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. And so we're going to have a good time this morning on Fridays. What we generally do, always do, really, is we talk about the idea of, uh, it's our trademark, and uh, the title of an upcoming book someday, and um, what we talk about on Fridays and other days when we're here alone, that it takes a long time to get young. It's our trademark. I thought that's a nice kind of title. Because it really, it really gets into everything, all the nitty gritty that uh, that we enjoy speaking about of uh, of who we are, why we get an itchy nose when we come come on the air, and seriously, and um, and <laughs> and um, and then because uh, it ties into everything, right? It ties into. Um, you know, who we are, how we got here, where we're going from here, and diseases, and everything. Health, wealth, and well-being. Because as we become more aware of the world out there, we call the matrix, then we can um, better support ourselves and stay out of trouble. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and then, you know, spirit steps in and says, okay, you need some, you need some help here. Life is so hilarious how um, things happen in a synchronicity, synchronicity-wise, just when they should happen, where, where spirit will, um, um, by the way, uh, you can call in 888 6386, the email patrick at com. It's 10 o'clock Central Time on the uh, 14th or 17th of June, com. So join the show if you care to. But synchronicity-wise, it's so hilarious how spirit will always, always, always keep us on our toes. Because that's what spirit does, right? That's what divine spirit does. It's it's always helping you and Patrick and Doodle and everyone else to grow spiritually by presenting things in our in our consciousness that we've created, and you know that kind of thing. Uh, presenting things in our consciousness so we can then look and see at they look at them, see them, say, "Whoa!" And what's that? And then to help us to find 
what maybe uh, could be called truth, or you know what what the essence of everything is. And at the end of the day, uh, that would be God, right? And so that's that's our job here is to realize what God is uh, up close and personal this lifetime. That's my experience. It's all in my opinion. Everything I say here is in my opinion. I could be totally wrong, but I know this is all I know what to talk about. So that's what pretty much is our show is about. And we, um, about, I guess, uh, getting back to the synchronicity thing, how spirit will just keep you on your toes. About, about three weeks ago, almost three weeks now, um, a listener in Japan sent me this video about uh, a carnivore guy, Saladino, interviewing a lady by the name of Sally Norton about um, um, oxalates. And of course, I'm up most of anyway. And so I, I started listening to it and grabbed a little orange juice and watched the whole thing. And it was one of those experiences, and I'm sure you've had these before, where um, you just hear something and you could have heard it 20 times over the last 10 years and it doesn't register at all but because of your current situation and this is how spirit works put something in front of us just when we can hear it because maybe we've seen it before so um so i really started looking at this and saying well you know i've got a couple minor issues that I just haven't been able to solve. Um, you know, still a little stomach thing every now and then, a little burning thing. It's about gone, but it's been going on for years, four years. Four years, seriously. I'm, I'm serious. And um, and then, uh, uh, I'm just telling you this, uh, if I told you this before, it's, sorry, just a little backstory always, is always helpful. And then some numbing in my little toesies, which I've been getting, I'm beginning to believe it's kind of a forum, a very mild kind of a edema thing. Not, uh, I, I, do, I do too much stretching and all of that for it to be a, um, a structural thing. I just, I just haven't, I've just looked at it so closely that I think it's a kidney thing, which is what edema is. And, um, and then sleep. You know, I just don't sleep much at all. Um, and the curious thing about the sleep thing is, for most people, sleep issues are really just a uh, monkey mind. You know, just uh, just thinking too much and you know where you can go to sleep doing that. And that's what probably ninety percent of the uh, humanity deals with insomnia is is just um, uh, out of control mind. And I get that, and we've all had it. Uh, that's not my situation because as a meditator of 40 years and uh, studying this stuff, I can just still my mind, just for as long as I want, anytime I want. Uh, I just learned how to do it. I'm just, not, you know, not that I'm special or anything. It's just like anything else. You can learn how to, I don't know, fix a car, fix a stereo, fix your computer, or still your mind. It's just another technique that you can learn to do. So that's, that's not the issue for me. It, at two o'clock in the morning, because I could just be going. <laughs> I'm just not tired, you know. So there's, there's 
could be a lot of different things going on. Um, uh, I'm probably getting all the sleep I need, and uh, my spiritual teacher is just wanting me to stay up late and work on my projects, my writing projects, and that's probably what it is, but I haven't quite um, uh, surrendered to that one, so I'm still trying to believe that I need more sleep, but I probably don't, so just being real honest with you. Uh, after a while, you don't need as much sleep uh, if you're not if you're not stressing out. You just don't. It's pretty much why the only reason why we do sleep is just to clean up all the loose particles that we're creating during the day. So if you create less particles, not that I don't create some, you don't have to sleep. That's my current opinion. And everything subject to change. About three months ago, I just quit coffee, but I'm having one today, a Govalamin tonic, my favorite cup, because um, I am. See, it's a good thing about when you, uh, when you do stuff like change your diet or uh, get off coffee or, or get off, I don't know, get off drugs. Well, probably not with drugs, but if you get off anything, is you don't get too anal sphincter about it because that can cause you more problems than being, uh, you know. I just felt like a couple of, I had some raw eggs this morning. I said, oh, I could just be nice to have a taste of a koala metallic, so I made one. So I'm just saying that when we make changes and we're just doing that because it's what we're doing for the moment, we can change any time without any kind of guilt or trepidation or hypocrisy or, oh, I can't do that because, I oh, know I'm not, that's not on my diet. You know, I, I would never do stuff like that because it's, uh, it's just boring. Cole, can you eat that on your diet? I can eat whatever I want. So, uh, back to the oxalate thing. So I thought, well, I think there's something going on with Mr. Kidney and, and Mr. Kidney, um, Mr. and Mrs. Kidneys, we've got two, you know. Um, not that I enjoy or do put any kind of real strong feelings into saying, thinking something's wrong in my body, because then, of course, it is. So I have to do this with um, great caution, because, you know, that's how it works. Right? It's more of an idea, well, maybe there's something going on with the kidney, maybe I'll try that. With that energy... As opposed to, man, I know, man, my kidneys are really screwed and I got calcium oxalates and I'm going to get kidney disease and what am I going to do? You see the difference? Okay. I just want to be clear about that. It's just an energetic thing, you know. Well, let's look at that. Let's see what that is. Right? And according to the oxalate mavens out there, um, these oxalates are made in, in plants to keep other people from eating them deer and reindeer and bears and stuff. And these oxalates are really like little crystals. They're like little razor blades and they form from eating things like spinach and chard and um, almonds and very high oxalate foods can be caused by that. And um, they can cause kidney stones and um, gallbladder things and uh, they can get in your nerves. Um, they can get in and they can get anywhere. And they're, they're pretty, pretty Pretty, pretty wild. We're going to do a show with this lady, uh, Nancy, or what's it, Sally Norton, I think next week. 
So I'm excited about that. She's a big oxalate lady, so we're going to learn about a lot about oxalates. So, so I just went cold turkey, you know. I just said, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, two weeks on the 29th. Uh, Adam and Dr. Massey and Ray Pete are next week. The 29th, Sally Norton. And then uh, the next week it'll be Dr. Jennifer Daniels and Sally Norton and uh, some other things. So that night, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, I said, so I had the whole list of all the oxalates, high oxalate foods, and I went through the list and I'm like, all of my favorite foods are really high oxalates, you know, baked potato, almonds, chard, um, chard, spinach, turmeric, all kinds of things. I mean, the list goes on and on. I was just like, okay. So, I mean, what's the fellow to do except, well, I'll try this. So I just went cold turkey. You know, I just went cold turkey and looked at the list and cut out all, all oxalate foods, even the mild oxalate foods. I'm not doing any for now. Could change. I could start next week. Could all be dumb. I don't know. How do you know? <laughs> you don't know. So when you cut out all these oxalate foods, and then also I thought I would do lectins at the same time. So Bridget's on, bagels by Bridget's are on hold for a minute. Lectins, all the wheat and anything, grains, pasta, everything. So I just dumped all that, dumped all the lectins, so there's nothing else left to eat except meat. So I've been a real carnivorian for three weeks and really enjoy it. And I mean, um, and you, you want to hear my diet now? Okay, muscle meats, like New York, New York strips or ribeyes, um, and organ meats, that's critical. You gotta have the organ meats in there because you can't just do it on muscle meats. You turn into a muscle head, a meathead. Duh. Um, so kidneys and liver and heart. Um, you can get um, spleen, pancreas. You know, you do the pig's feet, all that stuff. But then the muscle meats, liver. I've been doing liver a couple times a week. And then get, you can get chicken hearts and you can get pigs pig's cheeks and all kinds of uh, kidneys. I got some kidneys and, um, you know, organs. Organs are really key. They're called offals. That's also another name for them. And um, you can get those all over the place. And so those are my main two foods. And uh, the only vegetables I'm doing, which are really fruits, are squash and, um, and squash. Zucchini which is a fruit, it's a botanical fruit, and tomatoes. Anything with um, seeds is a botanical fruit. Oh, avocados, meaning avocados, tomatoes, and squash right now. Those are, those are fruits. And then lots of fruit. And this is the most fruit I've eaten probably my whole life, and I really like it. I don't know why it didn't work well for me before. I just wasn't attracted to it. But when you eat meat... Um, then it's really nice to balance it with something sweet. So I have fruit for dessert, for dessert fresh, fresh peach or um, peaches with cream. I get some raw cream and, 
and that would be dessert. Or what else am I doing? Um, right now, plums and oranges, of course. So I've been doing a lot of fruit, muscle meats, organ meats, butter, fat, and beef fat, tallow, ghee, uh, olive oil, mostly a lot of ghee and olive oil, and then honey, lots of honey. The carnivore people are really into honey. I don't know why. I haven't figured that out yet, but hey, I like honey, and uh, they say it's a really key thing here. We've been trying to get a couple carnivorians on, and uh, they're they're like really hot right now. It's the hot thing right now. The new the new thing is carnivores, right? We're always late to the table, but um, so so there we are. So so this is fun. So I do this, and then two weeks later, um, I, I didn't even realize it, or didn't even think about it. When um, I booked um, Dr. Robert O. Young, who's a total vegan, cool guy, total vegan, uh, really into um, um, an alkaline diet, which is like total vegan, and just, you know, that's what he's saying. He thinks that it's going to save the world. I disagree with him on that part of it. But I think his, his whole thing with the pH is very interesting. And then I took his advice on one thing that I wanted to share with you, that I've been doing a lot of baking soda since talking to him. And you know what? My body really likes it. Um, I don't know what it's doing, but I'm doing baking soda two or three times a day. And you know, the aluminum-free baking soda in water, he said you can do three times a day, that people can do it, and it just alkalizes your system, your stomach which wants to be alkaline. And um, I think it was actually um, contributing to the burning in my stomach for years um, uh, was um, too hot. I don't know. But so I've been doing that, and that's kind of interesting. Sleep has been a little better. Um, Tummy's been felt a lot more solid down there with the baking soda. So I don't know exactly what it's doing. But, you know, the funny thing about um, Robert O. Young and, and uh, a very smart guy. I mean, he's written 30 books and uh, he's written all crazy stuff. I mean, pretty smart guy. I think very smart guy. But, you know, the funny thing about a vegan diet is, um, for me, I, I just, you know, I thought about it that if there was a genie, um, if there was a genie, Mag magician, right? And a genie magician said to me, Patrick, <clears throat> looking at your aura, you're doing pretty good. You know, you're doing good. Matter of fact, if you keep on track like you're doing, you're looking at maybe 110, 115 under full capacity to do whatever. Make love, play golf, lift weights, sleep, drink, poop. 115, you know, maybe more depending on how good you get. So I'm just making this up, right? And then the, the genie angel said, but if you, could, if you would do a vegan diet, I guarantee you, you could do that, increase it by five years and maybe 120, 125. I'm just giving you a hypothetical, right? I'm a screenwriter. I make up these stories. Um, do you know what? I wouldn't do it. <laughs> no way. It's just too much fun to eat the other stuff. I mean, I just wouldn't do it for five years. I mean, come on. 
I'd figure out how to make up the five years and somewhere else. And maybe, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe I'd be, I'm going to be tired after one tenors. I mean, I'm just want to get out of here. What do I want to stick around another five years for? <laughs> yeah, the world will be so bonkers. What do I care? Right? It's like, oh, I think I put this video in the wrong spot. Oh well. Oh, I can fix it. Looks fine. You know what I mean? I wouldn't do it for five. Would you? Call me. Let me know. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. I mean, I just like fat too much, um, meat too much. I mean, I'm having so much fun eating meat. It's just so good. So that's my that's my current story. Uh, this could all change in a week, and I could be who knows. You know, everything's subject to change. You know, on on the Earth plane, it's all changeable. Dr. Paul Saladino is the only carnivore proponent I know of that promotes eating honey as part of the carnivore diet. Oh, really? So the other dudes don't 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 do it? I'll, I'll be done. Well, so I'm going to go with them because I like honey. Um, I've invited him on twice. I don't think he likes me. He'll come on. I just made that. I'm sure he likes me. What's not to like, right? This Kabbalah mean tonic is really good. Wow. Okay. So, boy, there's a lot going on like out there in the Matrix. We have plenty to talk about. I've been thinking quite a bit about the male and the female uh, polarities on earth a lot of that going around you know I wanted to share this with you and maybe you could help me with this you can call or email one of my biggest challenges this morning right this moment is I have ants coming in my kitchen and they, they I mean they've got this trail from outside under my door under my door into my little area in my laundry room, into my kitchen. And it's, it's like a trail. like It's like massive. And I've been spraying a little Wonderside on them, this product here, I wanted to tell you about it, because it kills fleas and ticks, but it's not poison. And you know, and that'll wipe them out for two or three hours. And So I need to figure out some, I don't know what to do with these guys. I don't want to spray poison. Um, and plus, you got to get to the queen, right? And I don't really want to cook. I don't. So, you got any ideas? But they're they're crazy. I mean, they're the kind that bite too, right? Well, Texas, we have biting ants. They're the kind that eat the ticks. So I, I like to keep them around. But it's like it's like okay. I walk over there and say, okay. I'm going to tell you about this product later for if you have dogs and cats for fleas and ticks. So if you have any special way for ants without carpet bombing them. He just tried phoning. How do I contact you otherwise? 
being blocked from many of the New World Order losing manipulators. Well, try the try, should you try the triple eight number? It's working. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Let me know what it tells you because I just tried it. It's connected. Where are you calling from? Or if that doesn't work, well, you just have to do it by email because I don't know how else to do it. He is in a quagmire. Life's dilemmas. Well, you should call then. We'll talk about it. So that's my biggest dilemma is I have ants in my kitchen. Oh, here's an ant person. A spray bottle with soapy water. Okay, and that's going to That'll kill them? Just like put in some dish detergent and... Okay. I'll do it. That won't hurt. It'll clean your floor at the same time, right? Okay. You guys are good. We'll see. I'll let you know. Some of the best meat that I've had, we have a, a couple of great vendors at the farmer's market and where you can get the organs. Oh, I got some pig, uh, not on uh, pig, sheep testicles from the farmer's market. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have those. Yeah, the organs are really key on the carnivore thing. It's just really key. We've invited a couple carnivore people on and they're beginning to respond, so we're gonna get some on and talk to them and see if they get us all jazzed up to. Of course, it's just coming on the, uh, you know, on the, on, the, on the threshold of when the boys, you know, the, the New World Order boys and the Boises and the people are um, wanting to, I should really change this Maybe I'll email Sharon. Because the, the video is supposed to be up top. I just put them in the wrong spot. Maybe I'll do it during a commercial. Just tried phoning. Oh, being blocked. Oh, you've already said that. Wait a minute. Oh, this is it. Email. Do it by email. I don't know why you can't get in, but just email Patrick One Radio Network dot com. Well, we have been so blessed to come in contact with my friend George Wiseman, and George created a machine called the Aquacure Browns Gas Hydrogen Machine. And George is a cool guy. Man, he's cool. And George has a machine that has um, safety features that most all the other machines don't have. And George has even said, I actually try to, um, I've been trying to always uh, encourage all of the other uh, ozone, not ozone, but hydrogen sheen manufacturers, and there's a lot of them. It's becoming quite the rage. Uh, 
we were really the first ones um, uh, uh, long ago to take it out, and now everybody's you know picked up on us and Cowan and all kinds of people are selling them, and that's cool. Hmm. That's the way it works. So we help spread the word for George Wiseman and uh, help him. It's always good to be first, though, because it's fun. But not that it means anything. It's just an ego thing that doesn't mean anything. So anyway, never mind me. Uh, if you'd like to get one of these, there's a 20% off dealie on, on uh, One Radio Network, 20% off, and there's a lifetime warranty. So that's cool. And a, a one-year, no-questions-asked money-back warranty. That's cool. And you breathe the gas and you drink the water, and, and I, you know, I just think you'll, sorry. I, I think you have a good experience with this. Anytime we get around our, our dining room where we're writing our screenplay or exercising or rebounding or doing yoga, we're always breathing the gas. And it's really easy to do. You just turn on the machine and you set the little thing and there you go. And it's pretty easy peasy. It's easy to do. And uh, you can breathe, breathe around and round and round. Breathe and round and round. That's what you do. And then you can drink the water as well. So we make a couple of quarts every day, and then we drink the water. And then we breathe the gas. And here's Mark Circus to uh, tell you a little bit about it. Previously, with Dr. Mark Circus, he offered this. The audience should know uh, both of us are into hydrogen, and specifically hydrogen inhalation. Both are into the same machine. This guy, George, the Aquacure, mm-hmm. made it in, in New York and Canada. So, three months ago, a study that was published in Dove Press. Brain metastasis completely disappear in non-small cell lung cancer using hydrogen gas inhalation. We're not saying that breathing hydrogen and drinking hydrogen water will cure your cancer. Not at all. We're just reporting on a study. But just imagine what breathing hydrogen is doing for my body and can be doing for yours, bringing things back into balance. The AquaCure Hydrogen Browns Gas Machine, we think the best on the market. Use promo code 1RADIO, a one-year, no-questions-asked, money-back guarantee, lifetime warranty. The AquaCure Hydrogen Browns Gas Machine, promo code one. Promo code 1RADIO, thank you, Patrick, for 20%. Going on right now, 20% discount on OneRadioNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Browns Gas Hydrogen Machine, promo code one radio, 20% daily. That's right. We don't make any kind of claims. It's a food. It's a nutrient. It is a nutrient. It's the, the most prolific nutrient in the earth plane bar none. Previously with Daniel Vitalis, we were talking about, yeah, pine pollen. Pollen is essentially the equivalent of what an animal would have as sperm. Pollen is like the male part, the semen. 
and it fertilizes the ovum of the flower, which becomes eventually a fruit. And so if we were going to draw the equivalence, it would be like that the flower is like the, the female sex organ and the pollen is like the male sexual ejaculate. Well, pine trees, which sort of just dominate so much of the landscape of North America and so much of the world, pine trees, they're semen. They, they dust the landscape in pollen. And that pollen, it, being the sort of male part of the plant, has some correspondences to male uh, physiology in our species and many other animal species. So what I'm saying is pine pollen contains all of these different anabolic or androgenic hormones, plant versions of hormones that we need, like testosterone, like DHEA. Well, the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees... Good stuff, guys, and for you girls, too. Several choices of pine pollen and Easter Thrival Lake. OneRadioNetwork.com From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com If I press the but- right button, I, I come back and, and talk to you. Well, well, let's 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 go out in the world a little bit and uh, play around with some things going on. And uh, but you can come in anytime and join the radio TV programming. And it's triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick at one radio network dot com. I'm kind of looking for a little thing I wanted to read you. Um, that somebody sent me, if I can find it. No, that's not it. Oh, I'll find it. Where did I see that? No, I'll find it. So, this, um, as you know, uh, the, the matrix or the world out there is just, um, is just uh, like a video game, right? Think of it as a video game. It's, all, it's there to trick us into playing, right? That's, that's what it's there for. So, um, generally... Not much what goes on out there has any bearing on our life unless we give it um, enough energy so we invite it into our state of consciousness. I mean, really, that's how it works. If, uh, for example, uh, one perfect example would be, say you were, say you were in, um, um, I don't know, say you were in a cave in India and you you came back um, right in the middle of COVID, this COVID thing, in January 2021 or something like that. Okay. And everybody's walking around with masks and social distancing and all this stuff. And you knew nothing about it, right? You knew nothing about it. And you didn't have a TV and you don't really care. And you just came and moved to the United States and, I don't know, became a, an artist painter and you're in your backyard just painting and um, and that was your life and that was it 
this whole COVID thing would not even be in your state of consciousness, right? It just wouldn't be there. And because of that, um, you would not, uh, um, you wouldn't get sick or you wouldn't wear a mask or you wouldn't do anything they told you to do because you wouldn't, it wouldn't be a part of your reality and you would essentially be invisible because you, people don't even see you because they just see people who they want to see and like other people wearing a mask. I tell the this story quite a few times of uh, right in the middle of this thing, I would go to the post office and I, I think I only wore a mask one time in two years because I wanted to go into a store. I think it was Costco and it was one of those shields. I was over that. I didn't want to do it again. I just don't like being told what to do. And I'm just not going to do it. So, just not going to do it. Um, so, and they, they have these signs all over the post office, right? In Dripping Springs, you can't enter without a mask. And then there must be 20 signs. And then everybody's behind plastic. Uh, the, the clerks are behind plastic. And they're all wearing masks. And I would walk in there, never had a mask on. Nobody ever said a word, not one time. They never said. Yes, sir, can I help you? See, this is how states of consciousness is so fascinating. And this is where we're going and why nobody can hurt us. And as we change our state of consciousness, everything else doesn't exist. I didn't even exist for these people. They didn't even see me. How's it possible? Well, it's very possible. I didn't have any of this stuff in my consciousness at all. I just, no, it's okay. And this is how it works in physical reality. We really only see what we want to see and we want to believe. And when we see something that we like or don't like, then it um, is in our state of consciousness. Um, but when we, we don't see it. It's a different reality. It's a different reality. I'll say it again. It's a different reality. Your reality, which is completely um, a perfect example, or perfect, um, oh, it's like putting a coin in some clay, right? You put the coin in, in the clay, and then you pull it out, and and then it has a perfect replica. Your reality, what you see, is a perfect replica of your state of consciousness. So that's, that's, that's how it works for me and everybody. And what's not in our state of consciousness is we don't even see. It cannot affect us. It just can't. It's just another reality. Kind of like um, ETs. They're another reality. They exist. Another reality, not physical reality. But some of them can come in and manifest in physical, just like spiritual masters can.
So this is why this is why these people have been selling the germ theory for, I don't know, 150, 200 years, right? I think Adam Bergstrom said, they want to start 1800s or something, 1850, I don't know. Selling the whole germ thing. Because if they can get you into that, then they can sell anything, right? Vaccines, antibiotics, um, vaccines, antibiotics, <laughs> probiotics. <laughs> they can sell anything. You know, if they if they get you into the idea that there's something bad out there that is not part of God. So that's the big lie going on. Is that everything is God and everything is part of God and it's just um, our free will and our judgment to choose what we want to play with in our reality. Oh, yeah, I'd like to be your friend. Okay. And you play with that person. That person's kind of bonkers and you don't you just don't play with them. You don't have to get mad at them. You have to fight them. Just don't play. Okay. Just like when you're kids, you chose your friends because you vibrated with some friends and you do today. So it works. I saw a great paper on Mike Stone's website. We're going to have Mike on again. He's really good. He's a he's a virologist, but a real one, not one that's been taught in school. And he has a he has a wonderful paper on uh, Ender's work uh, and the measles thing. And the measles scam was one of the biggest hoaxes ever perpetrated. One of them on moms and dads that he just made the measles thing up. Measles is not a virus. It is not a virus that floats around with your kids and uh, gets them infected that you need to get vaccinated for or mumps or rubella. It's all made up. No proof, no proof, none, no, no, no. It's just a whole bunch of doctors and a whole bunch of WHOs and NISs and NIHS and the Fauci's of the world and the Gates of the world and these globalists and, you know, the hospitals and it's just all made up. Just no evidence whatsoever. Check it out. Prove it. Prove they exist. Um, Dave Martin did a video, and I, I think I'll put it up on the front page that a friend of mine sent me about gene technology and CRISPR. And it's really, it's really pretty fascinating. And it turns out that these folks, just like they did with the, um, with the germ thing and the Enders paper, which is a paper that a fellow in the 50s, he, he, he did this seminal paper uh, to prove that viruses existed, but it was a fraudulent paper. It just wasn't right. But it was a peer-reviewed because everybody said, oh, that's cool, let's do that. And, and they all peer review it. So peer review doesn't mean anything any longer because all you got to do is get a bunch of your friends who are being paid by the 
by the pharmaceutical industry to review it and say, well, that's right, and then it's a peer-reviewed paper, and then, okay, then everybody believes it. So the Enders paper in the 50s was a seminal paper on viruses and why all, all medical uh, universities, and, and that's why they teach all the germ stuff, and it's all crap. It's all nonsense. It's all made up. The entire medical model is built on fraudulent work. Check that out. A couple trillion dollars, insurance companies, everything, the whole thing, cancer, it's all made up. So unless you break your leg, I don't think you need a doctor. Even then, I think Jennifer Daniels has ways to set it yourself. Uh, we don't we don't like to throw the baby out with the bathwater because it's just bad karma. So knock on wood, you know, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on in emergency rooms that people get, you know, blowed up, people get shot up, people get in accidents, people have acute stuff that they couldn't deal with at home heart stuff that they get saved and all kinds of stuff. And they keep people living longer through extraordinary means. So it's an extraordinary system on that end. And thank God you have them. If Uncle Harry is ready to cross over and you can take them in and they can keep them from dying. And they can in many things. I mean, all kinds of things. I know a friend of mine who his aorta valve thing... Bursts, yeah. And he was like within five minutes of just leaving. He's still around, doing pretty well. He can walk, had a, you know, barely walk, but he can walk with and uh, his family, and you know, he's there. So I'm not suggesting that all these medical dudes in hospitals are all are all evil. They're not. They save people. So let's not throw the baby out of the bathwater. But when it comes to just common diseases, you know, heart disease, all that stuff, heart stuff, kidney stuff, and, you know, bowel stuff, and blah, and all the stuff that people go to the doctor for just day in and day out, that's the scam. Not the emergency medicine. Let me be real clear on that. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? You know what I mean. So, so it's really curious how these things happen. We put a video on the front page with Dr. Jane Ruby and um, and she is uh, talking about a fellow by the name of Danielle Nagasi and uh, they've pretty much proven, proving pretty on day in and day out that these injections are um, damaging um, uh, some really critical parts in the body. They say the DNA. But the more I kind of look at it and listen, hear people like Cowan and even what Dr. Dave Martin said, I, I, I don't think the DNA is set up the way they think it is. Matter of fact, um, I think it's, 
I think they just created a medical model of the DNA, according to Dave Martin, uh, that we I saw a video. Then so they could make you believe that they could then manipulate it with this CRISPR technology. So what they did way long ago, in the 50s or so, just like they did with the germs, they planned this all out. They created a model of the human DNA. It wasn't really what it was, but a computer model, just like they did a computer model for this COVID virus, to, to prove that this is how the DNA works with the double helix and all of that stuff. Cowan's been talking about it and, and Kaufman, and it's just not so. It's just all made up. Mitochondria and the whole thing is all made up. It's just all some model that they made. So then they use this model, just like they do with the model coronavirus computer-generated virus, to do a computer-generated vaccine to inject people, to kill them, shorten their lives on some made-up thing that's all virtual. The whole thing is all virtual, right? So years ago, these folks started doing a thing called CRISPR, where they thought, well, we, we know with the, the way the DNA works. It's just these DNA things, these snippets, and we can then do gene technology, which they're doing in plants and animals and people, and we can just take snippets out, like you just click out a, um, a little... 20-second clip in editing software and put in some good genes. It's mad. It's madness, you know, of course. First off, even if they had the exact model on a computer, which they don't, uh, you can't mess with Mother Nature like that and snip one in. It's just all too magical, too much of a miracle. It's just all, it's madness. It's just mad science. It's scientism at its worst. But they're, they're talking people, and you watch, and this is where it's all going. You watch. It all started with this 23andMe thing, where, and we all, I did it, and we thought it was cool, and you get these gene snips, and um, they don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. It's just a snapshot in time. Um, but I know people who I really love who still believe that if their methyl thing is there, and, but they're just... In my opinion, they're buying into a false paradigm that's got no relevance. Because they're doing the whole technology testing on, on, a, on a model that isn't even right. You have to understand that to 23andMe. And they're doing it on a medical model, not on the real thing. They made up a model. So, and they've been convincing people, and they're convincing people more and more, you know, you have a breast cancer gene, so why don't you just go get your breast cut off and then you won't get breast cancer. You have a stomach cancer gene, just cut out your stomach and you'll be good. They're, they're actually encouraging people to do that. Today. Today. More so than you know. Why would you know about it? NPR did a whole story about some lady who they were praising for being so cutting edge that she found out she had a cancer, a stomach cancer gene, and so she got her stomach taken out. And they interviewed her. 
And they were praising her for being so woke. These people are crazy. They're sick. They're psychopaths. But this is what they're trying to teach everybody. This is this is where they're going. This will be their next their next uh, golden goose gene technology. Oh, and they'll give you probably give you a little thing, and you can probably check out your genes every moment while you're exercising. And oh, I got too many of this, and, and then change it, and then. that all the medicine will be going to changing your genes and it's just all mad science. It's all mad science. With, with the purpose to kill people. So they're going to make money through their technology, make money through their insurance companies and Medicare, and uh, it's great. These people are smart. Medicare and whatever they do. And uh, then give you stuff which will shorten your life, which is one of their goals. And nobody will know why, because, I don't know, people just will keep coming up with all these new diseases. What's the latest one? Uh, adult death, sudden adult, sudden adult death syndrome, SADS, that's the new one. All these people dying from um, blood clots from the injections, they're calling it SADS. Sudden adult death death syndrome. It's just like the sudden infant death syndrome. Um, We don't know why, but boy, these kids are dying. We don't know why. They inject them, poisons. a trip, huh? Who'd have thunk it? But my pressing problem this morning, not that, but his ants. Ants hate the smell of rosemary oil, so say Adam Bergstrom. Oh no. It's not Adam Bergstrom. It's an Adam, but I... Oh, it is, adam at solartimey.com. Oh, that's a different email address. Okay, I think I have some rosemary oil. Find out where the ants are coming from. Put rosemary oil on tissue paper, towel, and plug it to the hole where they're coming from. Wipe some of the oil around the small area outside the hole. Vacuum up the ants trying to get back in the hole. Well, you see, my ant karma is looking better already. I think I have rosemary oil. If not, I can pick some up at the H-E-B today. I think I've got some. So i got to find the place where they're coming from outside, right? Because somehow they're coming outside under the door. And um, we have a straw bale house, and one of the things about a straw bale house, and it's not, well, 25 years ago, that we got a lot of little holes and stuff. We get little mouses that come in, you know, out here in the country. We have a little menagerie. Thanks, Adam. Okay, another one. See the big pressing issue. Judy says, I almost killed myself with ant spray at my first apartment years ago and never used any kind of chemical. I always don't want to kill any more ants than necessary to get rid of. Here's what I do. Yeah, I agree. I, I, remove the 
remove the item they were coming in for. Oh, they're not coming in for anything. They're just coming in looking for food. Maybe they're after your honey. No, no, my honey's on the counter. They're not coming after honey. They're just crawling around. I mean, you just get one little speck of food, which wood floors, and I'm a single guy. I mean, come on. One little speck of something. I mean, they can feed a whole colony on a little piece of something. Then I vacuum them up. Sometimes you will need to do this several times. Sometimes I tape off the baseboards. Yeah, kind of the same idea. Dr. Glitz, who we're going to get on, he's got a blog today, says, does red meat cause cancer? If you've been paying attention to the mainstream nutrition dogma over the last half century, you probably think it does, but in fact, there are no control trials linking meat to cancer. Even when we look at the observation epidemiological studies, there's nothing there. Yeah, there's this war on meat, baby, and they want to take it, they want to get it out of you and me because they know it's good. They know it'll make you bigger, stronger, and they don't want... Who do you think the globalists would want to fight? Okay. If they if they want... If they want to fight an army of carnivores or vegans, I'm just saying. I rest my case. Ants don't like cinnamon either. Sprinkle that some around. But cinnamon has high oxalates. Yeah, that you could you could do that. You could give the ants oxalate poisoning. I asked Lynn if she was still doing her yogurt this morning. And she said, still doing the yogurt, although I just had to take a week's break because I was waiting for my Alexandria whipping cream to come in on my local monthly delivery. But I got cream yesterday, and the yogurt is cold. Oh, you're culturing it with cream. It's going to be real thick, huh? My neck was in whiplash after Dobbert Hoavaro Young show well, I believe anthropological evidence shows that meat-eating societies are healthiest, so I don't know how much to believe of him. How are you on your oxalate? I think I answered that. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, I think the what I've been able to see, there's so much evidence that hunter-gatherers um, um, is what we did and what we have done for a long time, and also that the brain actually got bigger when we started eating meat and cooking meat too, which is interesting. I think most of the evidence is, I mean, if you really look back, um, we didn't we didn't eat broccoli or lettuce or we didn't eat anything. Um, we just hung around and killed what we could that didn't run away from us. I'd sure like to know when exactly, because we're going to talk about men and women this morning, when old Adam and Eve uh, came in. I think they were. I think that was a real story, the idea of Adam and Eve. I think her name was really Ede, E-D-E, 
that's what the ancient scriptures say that the biblical version is just a you know it's just a, a regurgitation of of something that happened long 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 after it happened but i believe there was at one point a garden of eden where that was exactly i think the root race was a polarian race let's google that and see when that was when was the polarian i just found this in one of the ancient ancient scriptures When was the Polarian race around? It is the first root race, yeah. Huh. Look, they got some YouTube videos. I have to watch that. Uh, sources suggest that human life began on this planet five to ten million years ago, though the first humans did not use have physical bodies there's a suggestion that the Sphinx may date back about five million years. Some, the first root race was a Polarian by the Hopoborean. Hapo, so when was the Polarian? They say 20 million years ago. Whoa. Hmm. Of course, the Bible goes back, what, 2,000 years. That doesn't mean it's, it's but it's a, it's a good story and probably something to it. So I'm beginning to believe more and more that we humans, um, kind of just kind of did plop down like an Adam and Eve kind of story that God just created us. Just said, okay. Created the souls and said, here you go. I, that's just what I believe at this point. I don't know. Who knows? We certainly didn't do the ape thing. Other monkeys are cute. Yeah, according to some of the ancient scriptures I've seen, that it was really Adam, A-D-A-M, and E-D-E were the first two that God plopped down, the boy and the girl. Pretty fun, huh? So there are great, 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 millions of years. Who knows? But I don't think we had broccoli back then.
Lynn said she makes yogurt with half cream and half half milk that she pasteurizes. I want to experiment with the aluminum-free baking soda. Yeah, that's what I have. How much water in baking soda? One teaspoon, how much water? Thank you. Love your show, Cindy. Yeah, do you have any? Write me back. Do you have any kind of issues at all? Is Dr. Daniels on June 20th or June 20, 27th? It would be the 4th. She's on the 4th Monday, whatever that is. Cindy, do you have any issues? You know, it's funny. My Ayurvedic doctor four years ago, when I started talking to him about my little burning thing, recommended baking soda which I didn't do because I thought I didn't have enough asset. See what happens when you make assumptions? I don't. Yeah, so what I'm doing, I'm just taking like a teaspoon in water, you know, like, like this much water, a teaspoon, three times a day, just... I'll tell you what, my pee is alkaline. My pee is like an 8.9 or 8, 9 pH all the time. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad or indifferent. It is what it is. But Dr. Young, sorry, something in my Dr. Young suggests that's really where you want to be is that pH of 9. Not sure that's true. But, um, so again, I'm just experimenting. Um, but... I've had some good things from this meat thing so far. I do have an ulcer. In parentheses, not sure. Oh, okay. Well, baking soda could be very beneficial for that if, if our understanding of ulcers is correct, which is kind of a, a heat, pitta, acidic thing where the stomach gets actually an ulcer, gets a wound. So yeah, I would do it. Just try it. See how you feel. Plop it down. Baking free baking soda. You know. Do a little bit after your meal if you want. Because he explained the whole thing, how the whole stomach thing is not um, really doing what we think it is as far as digestion and acid and all of that. And it's an alkaline process. And I didn't understand it all because, frankly, I just couldn't get in there to ask him questions. I didn't think the show was all that crude of a show for you because, I don't know, I just let him kind of go on and shouldn't have and he just kept going from here to here to here. But I'd love to be able to, but he's not the kind of guy that's gonna, if I could just interview him like, to be like on a, on a witness stand and be an attorney and just answer the question, just answer what I ask you, answer the question, stop and let me do a follow-up, stop, let me do a follow-up, stop, and I could really get to the heart of the thing. But um, he's not wired like that, he's really, you know what I mean? You can just ask him one question 
anyway, he will keep going from here to there to here to there, and you skip all the good stuff in between. So I don't think the inner the show was that good of a show for you because of that, because I just didn't do my job. But I just didn't. You know, I get I, you know I get um, criticized from time to time for interrupting guests, and why don't you just let them talk? No, if you just let them talk, generally, you're not going to get hear what you want to hear. They'll say things that are really important, and then they'll jump off to something else, jump off to something else, and you don't understand what they said before. Like they say, well, the stomach is really an alkaline thing and not acid. Well, you gotta if you don't understand that, what does it matter? I've got to be in there saying, oh, wait, what? What do you mean? You know, I thought we have acid. Explain how that works. And then they say something else. Explain. This is what I do. I'm good at it if I'm on my top of my game. If I'm not and I don't wake up here every day and I'm not a 10 on a 10 because, you know, I go strange places at nights that sometimes I'll wake up and go, whoa, what was that? Because we're all just trying, doing the best we can. We're all just learning here. Hey, listen, I, I know that sometimes I act like I know what I'm talking about but I don't. I just I just get up here and go for it and just kind of give you whatever I got and then move along and do something else. I'm just looking for the truth. I'm not, I'm no expert, you know. I'm no expert at any of this stuff. I'm learning every moment just like you are. But I know my experiences and what I'm experiencing and my state of consciousness compared to what's out there I know that because I'm not stupid. Just listen to them. So <laughs> I still, so I still think you're better off hanging out here from time to time and get a little balance from what's out there because what's out there is madness, crazy land, crazy land. This is from Megan Patrick. I wouldn't do the veganism, veganism thing either. Health went downhill when vegetarian, vegan during my teen and adult years, including three years of a high raw. I can't get the whole email in here. High, high raw at the end, total around 12 years. All the high oxalate foods leaving off nut butters, nuts, seeds, grains, kale, salads. Wow. Satan destroyed my digestion. Bone marrow, chocolate. Broke the vegans, vegans back during the week-long event with Daniel Vitalis back in 2012. Daniel also suggested to me read the Veganer Vegetarian Myth by uh, Lierry, yeah, Lee, Keith, K-I-T-H. And last month, I have a spinach story, couldn't get kale, and I got a big container of organic spinach at Costco. Couldn't explain why, but my joints and previous broken bones, knee injuries flared up. The oxalates in spinach, wow. Since you've been on the oxalate things, connected the dots, and made me think about more about the oxalates again. Yeah, we may be onto something. Maybe not, I don't know. I've also been working on healing gallbladder issues, 
If only I knew long-term water fasting can cause gallstones. Lost track of listening to your show at a time. I would have known. Water fasting caused gallstones? Where'd you get that? So, you mentioned over the last few weeks that you've been doing, I began to re-question low-carb and the carnivore with fruit, honey, like Saladino. I found some info. It's actually better to remove the carbs and include healthy fats. Yes, for the gallbladder. Biohealth. Completely different from what they tell you. Yeah, the low-fat... I wouldn't do the low fat. Yeah, so I'm totally off all vegetables except, and so she's gaining. So let me know. Diatomaceous earth is good for pest control. You know, I never found that to, to work. Never, ever. I've had a lot of diatomaceous earth in my pets and sprayed it on them and supposed to get rid of fleas and I think the only thing it's good for is in the virtual world of Google. Everything else, I've never found that to be useful. Adam said, stick to organ meats. They won't hurt the kidneys. Huh. People consuming the highest amount of red meat had a 40% increased risk of developing end-stage kidney disease compared with people who ate the lowest amounts, the study found in 2016. It's not meat, it's the phosphate in red meat and whole grains. Yeah, I'm not going to do whole grains, and, and um, I, don't, I don't know. I'd like to see that study. Would you show that to me so when we have a carnivore on? Please, I could bring that up to him. 40% increase in developing kidney disease, highest amount of red med meat. All the carnivores, they've got, they had them, they saved the like all kinds of studies to, to counter that one. Send me that puppy, I'll have it in my arsenal when we have them on. Yeah, baby, we'll be loaded for bear. There were other beings on Earth in addition to Adam and Eve, Ede, when Abel and Cain, because Cain thought someone would kill him. Oh, okay. After killing Abel, God had spoken his punishment. Cain said no to God. My punishment is greater than I can bear. Oh, so there are other ones around, so... Okay. I can go with that. I mean, I don't even think it matters at this point, right? <laughs> it was a few years ago. <laughs> but it's fun to speculate. Okay. Um, Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick one radio network dot com. I've been doing fruit bee pollen, coconut oil, and this little guy, 
few times a week. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. There you go, Dan. I love Daniel Vitalis, but Daniel, when he did that commercial, he was a viral guy or a virus guy. We're not, but I take it because of the food quality, not to get rid of some. But that's okay. Listen, everybody has opinions about stuff. I mean, it's like belly buttons, right? Everybody has a belly button, everybody's a different belly button, and everybody's belly button is unique to them. And that's what makes the world go round. And I think it's great that we can all get along and we can actually have different opinions about these kinds of things and not fight with one another. So, yeah. Because, you know, that that's really the only way that the old cream is going to come to the top and to say, hmm, it's interesting, is if we can discuss things like the germ theory or anything, the terrorism theory or the gender theory or the abortion thing or whatever and have different viewpoints on it and, and walk away and still be friends and... Everybody gets to believe what they want anyway. I mean, isn't that the fun part? And how we ever got into the position, and we've all done it, of uh, uh, needing to convince somebody that uh, the way what we think is right. I mean, I do. I think what I believe is 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 accurate. You know, whatever be germs, flat Earth thing, but I don't. You know, I don't care if anybody else does. <laughs> That's the real key, boy. You just can't care. Because as soon as you start caring, if somebody else believes what you believe, well then, you know, let the games begin, right? Which is which is what the entire, um, you know, hokey social media platform was built on. And they knew this. They knew the human condition. 
and uh, they knew, which is why they went to Zuckerberg, in my opinion, many years ago, gave him a billion dollars, and say, what do you think we really take this Facebook thing out and let people just talk and have social interactions? Of course, they knew that they would be fighting with each other and calling each other names and God knows what. Of course, they knew that. And this is what they've all turned in to do, to be, right? All of them. Except, this could be the Black Swan event of the year. Uh, where was I? I saw this this morning. See if I still have it. Sometimes I inadvertently cancel them. Oh, here it is. Check it out. So, you know, the jury's still out on Musk, whether or not he's a total swampy globalist or a yes-no-maybe. He looks like a yes-no-maybe kind of guy. He's all over the place. He lies about shooting rockets up to space to do satellites. But, hey, you know, globalists, you know, they got to give them their leeway. But anyway, a portion... Elon Musk did a call with Twitter employees yesterday... He's going to buy Twitter, maybe, for $44 billion. Hello? Can you imagine coming up with $44 billion to buy a company? That's a billion. A billion is a thousand million. So you have $44,000 million to buy a virtual company. Anyway, so he has a little meeting with all his uh, um, uh, new potential new employees at Twitter. Not sure how many there are. But he says, this is his quote. Right? So I think people should be allowed to say pretty much outrageous things that are in the bounds of the law but that don't get amplified and, and don't get a ton of reach. Oh, that need to be out there. He's saying that there's a lot of outrageous things that need to be talked about. He said, I think they should be on Twitter. Hmm. Musk at it. I think an important goal for Twitter would really to try to include as much of the country, as much of the world as possible, allowing the social media platform to really go to the next level. I think the potential is here for Twitter to have to be accessible to an order of magnitude, more people, he added. Let's say that the far left, 10%, and the far right, 10%, are equally upset on Twitter, then that would be a good outcome. I agree. Good for him. I think he's on to something. Elaborating further in the short clip released by Veritas, Musk said Twitter should meet a standard to keep Twitter users very entertained and informed above all else, rather than merely employing policies to not offend certain people. Musk appeared to have been answering a series of questions from employees to um, who work at the San Francisco-based tech firm. Okay. 
What do you think? Hey, if he takes over Twitter, I'll go. I'll go on there. I, I have a Twitter account. I never do it, but I'll do it because everybody and their brother and sister will be on there. It'll double. I wonder what Twitter stock price is today. We should buy some Twitter. Keeps going up and down every time he thinks he says, "Well, maybe I won't buy him." Wow, it's only thirty-seven dollars. 